Welcome to Oops All Apocalypses, a show where we explore the collapse of society by playing fun tabletop role-playing games. I'm your host, Stu Masterson, and I'm joined by two absences of the intention to brag. What does that mean? <laughs> the in- so we, uh, we don't have Hello, the everyone. intention to brag, so you're calling us humble? Yeah. Are we humble folks, or are we going to brag because we have the absence of the intention to brag? Or did we already brag? You have the absence of the intention to brag. Okay. <laughs> it's a Paramore song. You guys suck. Oh, you fried my brain for a second there. <laughs> Can we take that? No, we do not. We don't know retakes in this. We make, oh there's no God. retakes in Oops All Apocalypse. We do it live. All right. Hello, everyone. My name's Brady. Little known fact, I don't know how to say my own name with a Scottish accent. And I play Book McCready, a character who somehow knows how to do a Scottish accent, despite the limited access to technology or any records that would suggest that anyone still uses one. That took way too long. Okay, (laughs) sue me. And I'm Jacob, and I play Ocean, a wolf of the Maelstrom. Ooh, fuck yeah. I like See, that. I did mine. I, I was going to make mine so dramatic. And then every all you guys went so goofy with it. So goofy with it. <laughs> well, now I'm stuck talking like this, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to meet you. I'm going to boot you off the damn podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm having so much fun. You are alone in that. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Just wait until my Australian accent oh, shit. comes out. I thought that's what you were doing this whole time. No. <laughs> This week, we're trying to fall in love with Book and Ocean, even though it just gets harder and harder each time. This question is very related to our previous question, if I'm remembering it correctly. And it is, what is your most terrible memory? Book's most terrible memory is every time he's ever been wrong about anything. So a lot of the time. Yeah. So like specifically, he was pretty crushed when Fake Suvius wasn't a cheese boy. And he was also pretty crushed when he was wrong about his parents loving him. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's sad. <laughs> or those like about the same level? Yes. Very, like, very close. Neck and neck. That at least tells us something. I'm going to say Ocean's most terrible memory is probably him waking up for the first time. That sounds really sad and depressing. Just but existing. I imagine his first moment uh, moments in his consciously consciously aware existence was just being afraid and terrified and confused and not really sure where he is or what's going on surrounded by like darkness um afraid of something but he had no idea what it was just like awoken like a probably a panic related to whatever occurred to him to lose his memories in the first place so just the residual feelings and terror and fear kind of like spilled into him coming into being and i bet that was probably a very traumatic and terrifying experience that's good though because it means it's only been up from there that's true your life has gotten that's, that's better. a very good point yeah Stu's always there to see the upside yeah but he's afraid of the upside so uh-uh. <laughs> uh I'm not going to give my most terrible memory because that would probably be, be kind too of a bummer, I feel. Yeah, too bummer. So I'll just give a pretty bad one, which was my uh, first day of work and real boy life after I graduated college. I had to go take a long lunch because like most jobs, they had nothing for a new person to do. So they're like, eh, just come back in a couple hours. So I went driving 
got some like Wendy's or some garbage food and was driving back and a cement truck decided to pit maneuver me on the oh, highway. Oh shit. And push me down the highway. I was I was fine. I got like just some cuts from a bunch of glass, but he just didn't see me and kept driving for a while, which made it <laughs> really easy for me to win my plea to the uh, insurance and cops <laughs> when he stepped out of the car and went, "Man, if I didn't look down, I would have driven you all the way home." <laughs> and I was like and I was like, well, thank you for telling me that. That is really beneficial for it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I remember when you told me that the first time. And I um, I, I think I peed myself a little bit. <laughs> I, think, I think because we were in the car. And I probably wasn't paying attention while driving. Just no. like that time. No. Really my fault. No, but your car drives itself. But yeah, that was a pretty terrible memory because it was my very first day of work. So I had to call. I didn't even know who to call to tell them I wasn't going to make it back like, in. Hey, um, and I was in a new city. So I didn't know like <laughs> where to go at all. I didn't even know where I was, really. I was like, <laughs> yeah, don't have a car in a random spot. My that was my first car ever. I had gotten it uh, right as I was leaving college, basically, so I could drive to my new place. It was like it was a Ch- Chevy prism the fuck which is, is the same prism. as a geo it's the same as a geo prism it was a 2001 and it was worth zero dollars which was nice because when it got totaled they gave me three thousand dollars so i basically made three thousand dollars off so it all turned out good but that was a annoying day first day of work puts a pretty bad impression on you to be like i can't make it back my car's totaled because a cement truck driver tried to kill me nice i just googled chevy prism and it's a cool car it's, it's the most looks about yeah it's the most dated ass looking car i think i've ever seen that's like the most I've stereotypical so many white grandmas in that car well that's my most terrible memory that's not true i would have a great life if that was my worst <laughs> <laughs> but let's get back to the action ocean you are standing over book who just said you are one of them in a smoldering cloudy dust filled room this lobby on the bottom floor of crandall's cool penthouse suite uh you see a few of his men are standing up kind of brushing themselves off tending to the wounded there are a lot of people who are dead is your hand still out yeah ocean's gonna just kind of gonna stand there his hand's gonna still be standing out he's got kind of a blank blank expression on his face he's just looking at book he's like book what the hell are you talking about all right now can i <laughs> is it a reversal if i grab his hand now no you can't yeah now okay i use your hand to pull myself up and i kind of i i like pull myself up and i like i like grab both your shoulders and i'm like dude we know who you are now what what are you saying book i don't do you understand remember, do you remember when we got the do you remember the wolf you saw way back when we were stealing that light post Dude, I think you can shapeshift into a wolf. That seems highly unlikely, Book. I... Objectively, like, we were already best friends, but um, that is, I think you, yeah, I'm on board. That's not where I expected this to go. I thought I thought Book would be, like, super cautious and standoffish. Canonically, Book and the actor who plays Book loves wolves. <laughs> Osin just stands there and looks at him and is like, I think I would know if i was a wolf of some sort i don't think i've ever i mean last i saw that wolf had it was you know a wolf it was a dog i'm i am i am a human being a reminder i want you guys to just keep talking and me not say anything but a reminder that ocean's vision of the wolf was like for one second i think in the reflection Mm -hmm. i think that's the only time you actually saw them because when you went back out only 
book could see them. Yeah. So you, you haven't said anything wrong. I just wanted to remind the listeners of that. Yeah. I think if what he saw, it was literally probably just like a dog. You literally just saw some furry gray thing run through a reflection. I just went into the psychic maelstrom and you looked different. And I've been in the psychic maelstrom before when you were around and you looked normal. And this time you looked like a shadowy wolf creature with glowing eyes, I think. That is what the wolf looked like when I saw him in Subtro- saw them in Subtropolis, and then when I saw them again in the sewers. And I think that you may have been a yellow Humvee guy before. I, I don't understand though. If I was if I was anything at all with them, you think they would think they would be they wouldn't be trying to kill me. But it seems like anytime I encounter them, they're they're trying to shoot us or hurt us. It seems kind of odd. And Ocean's going to kind of think back to him opening the door with just like a, a, at the yellow, that the, the tower with that code that he had in his vision. And he's just going to kind of shake his head and be like, it, it, I, it just doesn't make sense. Maybe you were their leader and you defected and now they're mad at you because they're power. They, they have no, they're, they're headless. They have no guiding vision. In the vision where Ocean was attacking people right before hitting the guy with a shovel way back when what did the people look like that he was fighting because i can't really remember off the top of my head and it's been a little bit since i re-listened to that episode the people he was fighting yeah looked just like mercenaries they they had very good equipment they were super strong but wearing like military clothes okay but the people you were with before that looked a lot like the yellow humvee people when you use the chains to climb down the cliff we can i mean we can always talk about this later i didn't mean to upset you i just i'm excited i think we might actually have a lead on your past finally it it would be nice to know what's going on with all these visions and the big large blanks in my memory but i just what it what does that say about me if i was part of these people at some point in my life i don't know i mean they saved my life they sure as hell weren't trying to save it just a minute ago yeah but i mean yeah I guess it's probably not safe for us to try to seek them out, but they did save my life. I don't think they can be all bad if they did that. When they saved you, what were they were they like what they were here? Or were they actually wolves? They were I was in the psychic maelstrom, but they were wolves as far as I can remember. And it was they they killed the cheese monster and, and then they dragged me to say I mean, I don't remember because I was yeah, I guess dead. it's hard to remember something when you're 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 dead. I guess, but uh, they're the only reason I survived. They came. I called them for help, and they came. Like that doesn't that doesn't just happen, right? I don't know, book. I don't really know what's going on at all at this point. I mean, they did send Vesuvius to blow up our power grid, though. So I mean, they sound complicated, but who? Man, is I it? didn't do shit. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, Vesuvius. sorry, sorry, Vesuvius. I think I was pretty clear here. They sent you to do that. You didn't do it. It was out no, of No, man, control. I didn't go anywhere. I, I think you oh. confused in the two Vesuviuses. Sorry, I, I forgot which voice was which. Um, hey, Vesuvius. <laughs> yeah, can you uh, help us out here a little bit? We got some people who are uh, bleeding out real quick. Yeah, I'd like to triage. I would like to point out that Ocean is unstable right now from the damage that he's taken. I think you both are. I'm at I'm at a nine. Yeah, you're both unstable. Yeah. So Ocean's gonna turn. He's like, oh, uh, 
How how's how are you doing, Vesuvius? Both of you. Uh, looks like I'm uh, doing better than most here. And he's looking. The guy next to him was like caught in a bunch of the shrapnel from the rocket that you dove everyone out of the way of. But Vesuvius himself looks pretty good. Vesuvius, can you get us some medical supplies? We don't have a ton, and uh, I'm trying to figure out who's still around. And then, like dust is now just just now like clearing fully out, and you can see the full scope of the damage. And there are. You see at least seven people laying down, not moving. Is there anybody else besides Vesuvius that's just standing? Not standing, standing. You got some leaners. You got some people who are stumbling. Uh, but yes. So Ocean is just going to kind of try and take command here. He's going to be like, all right, Vesuvius, I need you to go try and get us some medical supplies. And anyone that can walk, I need you to go get Crandall. Um, he goes, yep, that sounds good. Okay, let's go. And he breaks off. He goes behind the lobby desk and starts just like pulling shit out of drawers and looking for anything that can be useful and someone goes up to the elevator and starts hammering the button i would like to start like moving debris and getting people kind of to a to a to a cleared area where we can try to help them ocean's also going to turn to to fake suvius and be hey how how are you Mm -hmm. did you take any hits are you okay uh yeah i feel fine i don't think anything hit me and he turns his head as much as he can on the shoulder and you see the outside part of his face is there's a shrapnel <laughs> sticking all into it and he goes i think i came out completely clean i'm gonna kind of wince and be like and he's on my shoulder right now i think yes i'm gonna wince and be like well i think we could probably use a little cosmetic patching up vesuvius but uh yeah you you look you look okay oh no did it did it affect my mustache <laughs> <laughs> did it affect his mustache <laughs> Uh, yeah, half of it is just completely torn off and there's like blood pouring out from underneath <laughs> his nose or something scraped up across. Well, it. He, he seems to start like licking it a little bit like, Ooh. well, at least it was a fake mustache. We can, we can get you another one later. Excellent. Um, you notice the person at the elevator is mashing the button and the elevator is not moving. Oh, and I guess to more concretely define the situation, there were no stairs down from Crandall's. You think probably that first big explosion while you're coming down the stairs fucked up the elevator in some way and so right now he is kind of stuck in the penthouse (laughs) do do you guys have a radio we can utilize here do the rocky talkies still yeah crandall definitely has a walkie talkie up there yeah yeah we we got one um and vesuvius kind of looks through some rubble and finds big walkie talkie and tosses it to you ocean i'm gonna kind of hit the hit the button see if it's working yeah it goes bloop bloop Crandall, can you hear us? We've got it. Lo- we got the situation taken care of down here, but uh, there's there's been a lot of casualties. I'm stuck. The elevator. It doesn't work. Where where are you at? All the cameras are out. I'm in my penthouse suite. Okay. Uh. Oh. I'll see if we can get get you out of there. Just hang tight. Bloop. Vesuvius comes up with what medical supplies they have. A lot of them look like they got fucked up in the explosion. He's got some bandages. He's got some antibiotics. He's got a bunch of like rubbing alcohol and hydrogen peroxide. And he kind of just throws it out on the table. And he starts looking at who's okay enough to receive medical attention. He doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. Uh, He goes to someone and checks on them and they are certainly dead. And he goes, man, they're like the only one who knows like that medicine stuff. Um, should we just like pour alcohol on people and wrap them up? No, 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 no. Here, here's what we'll do. And then Ocean stands up and he comes to the to one side. And is like, all right, anybody that can walk over to me, come to me. And uh, like six people come up and half circle around you. Okay. 
some are like holding their shoulders where they have like bullet wounds. Other ones, you don't see any like visible injuries on them, but they're like dragging their like behind them. Okay. You guys take a seat. I'm going to turn to Vesuvius. Like anyone that can get up and move, we're just going to let them be for now. Our next step is to look through the people who can't move and figure out who's breathing and who's not. Okay. Give me a triage roll. Triage roll. <laughs> <laughs> give me a try something challenging. Try something challenging. Do you want to try to help book or are you doing your own thing? Um, no, I'll definitely help. Okay. Trying to help. You're not good at helping right now, but we'll see. It's plus one. That was an eight. Eight. Ooh. Okay. So that does go up to a mixed success. You find most of the people who aren't moving are either dead or you are certain there's nothing that can be done for them. Okay. There are a couple who are severely wounded, but you, it seems like they got the, the bullets missed all of their vital organs. But when you're looking at it and the amount of medical supplies you have, you're not like a medical expert or anything. But you think that if you stabilize, you can stabilize two people here and you find two injured Crandall men and both of you are unstable. Choose how to split that up. Oh, geez. I'll turn to Vesuvius. Is there any medical supplies anywhere else in the hotel that you're aware of? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, Crandall may have a little bit up in his place. What about like super glue or duct tape? Uh, we can try to scrounge around. You need me like a list of things? Yeah. Super glue, duct tape. Is that the list? Uh, super and, glue, and duct tape. Gauze. Any kind of gauze padding. Could even use toilet paper or anything. And then wood to make splints, maybe planks. Book, give me a act under fire. God, why? You're not under fire. This is to... Come up with a good list to help him find this shit and Under see how fire. much he can get. I'm rolling for school. That was a 12. You said natural 12? No, no, that was a 12. It was a 10 plus 2. Okay, yeah, you're able to um, kind of come up with a list of things around that it looks like you'll be able to stabilize one more person. I say to Ocean, if anyone's going to be able to get Crandall out, it's you. And if anyone's going to be able to carry medical stuff down, back down all those stairs, it's also you. So I feel like... Maybe I should try to handle the situation down here and, and you should try to rescue Crandall. I'm definitely not going to be able to pry open those elevator doors. So, I mean, I can I can come help if you want, but I feel like I'd be more use down here helping these people. It doesn't quite feel right using the supplies on me considering what happened, but I, I think that's a good plan. I think you're right. I think we got to be kind of wise with how we use these until we can get some more supplies in. Definitely don't think we're going to be bringing any back to old Maple here for sure. Definitely. So okay. I would like to patch Ocean up so that he can go get Crandall. If you want to patch him up quickly so he can deal with the situation fast, which you think is probably time is something you should be aware of in the situation you're currently at, you can stabilize him without performing any healing by giving him some like painkillers and a shot of adrenaline. There's an EpiPen in there that you can just shove into him. <laughs> And uh, he'll be stable, but not heal at all. Or you can spend more time healing him. I think Ocean would want to be getting up there as fast as he could. Okay. So I just I just slap super glue into his cuts and duct tape over his <laughs> bigger cuts. <laughs> yeah, yours is mostly in your forearm and I think shoulder. Yeah. So they're not in any super vital spots, but you just feel like completely drained from the run, the fighting, the tackle, the explosion, just your whole back just hurts. And he shoves this EpiPen into your thigh and puts a handful of painkillers in your mouth and you feel good enough to move. So you can you can mark that you're stable. I'll try and be quick, but uh, I think we, pr we should probably get everyone we can out of this building just in case something goes down. 
because it doesn't look particularly stable right now. I'm going to get the Jeep, and I'm going to see if there's like a sled I could drag behind it to carry the to get these people out of here. Okay. Are you going to stabilize yourself? Me? Book? Yeah. I don't think I am. Okay. Can I, can I stabilize myself? Well, with the help of Vesuvius and stuff. But uh, you only have two more you can do, and there's two very wounded Crandallsmen. And if I don't stabilize myself, I can take more harm just by doing normal stuff. Yes. He's kind of nit- nitpicky, and he has three more harm he can take, so I'm not going to stabilize myself. Noble soul. All right, so you're going to go get your Jeep? Yep. And canonically, I have six more tarps, I think you said. <laughs> yes, you have six tarps. That'll be good for the bodies. Yep. Um, okay, let's start with Ocean. Okay. You're going up the stairs. Oh, is there anything you're bringing with you? Gotta have your shovel. Got the, bringing his gotta shovel. Gotta have the shovel. Probably bringing his normal kit that he uses for any any time he comes down to Subtropolis. So he'll have his gun. He'll have his shovel. He'll have a backpack. Backpack probably has like rope. Um, his clippers that he yes. used earlier. Just some basic survival stuff that he always brings with him anytime he goes on a uh, expedition in Subtropolis. Uh, yeah. So you bring all of that up. Uh, you're going up the stairs, and you know the stairs will lead you all the way to the floor underneath Crandall's penthouse. Okay. You can also have brought the radio if you want, but then they won't have the radio. I think I'm going to leave the radio down there, actually, and I'll just take get Crandall's radio. Okay. Before I go, I'll be like, book, make sure you grab the radio. I'm going to try and take Crandall's when we get up there. Uh, yeah, so you're on the floor beneath him, the same room you were at before, where book looked out the window, and you convinced him not to bolt and leave all these people to die. You see the elevator doors are closed. What are you going to try to do? I don't have the radio. I'm going to bang on the elevator door and be like, Crandall, you in there? Yeah. Does it sound like he is above me or is he on the same floor? Does it sound like through the elevator? He is still above you. Still above me. I'm like, well, all right, Crandall, hang tight. I'm going to try and see if I can get up one more he- level here. Before I go in, I'll like, I'll be like, Crandall, are you in the elevator or are you outside it? No, I'm in my suite. The door won't open. I'm going to put my shovel in the elevator shaft and see if I can pry open the shovel, the elevator door to see if I can. Yeah, you're definitely strong enough for that. Yeah, it just grinds open and you look through and the elevator looks to be like eight floors underneath you. Okay. It has not fallen all the way down, but it's like eight floors underneath you and you can see up like 15 feet is the next floor. Those doors are still closed. I'm going to shout up like, hey, Crandall, do you think you can open the elevator door? Just like force it open best you can. I don't know. Let me try. And you see two slithery thin <laughs> fingers slide through the door that seem impossibly skinny. <laughs> and then they plump up and you hear this. <laughs> and he just spreads it all the way apart. And you see him silhouetted at the top of it, hands against the side, looking down at you. <laughs> His facial hair wispily blowing in some breeze that shouldn't exist. Did you bring my gun? No, I, I couldn't carry the gun and get up here at the same time. I just got my, uh, but it's downstairs. We'll, uh, we'll make sure you get it here. I'm going to take the rope out and I'm going to toss the rope up to Crandall. and be like, tie that off somewhere. Okay. Uh, give me a, try something challenging. Okay. Let's see if I throw the rope accidentally down the stairs. You can, you can have advantage. Okay. You can have advantage on this one. I really need to get more aggressive. Just watch Bring It On five times in a row, <laughs> and you'll be good. Or stick it. Okay. Fired up. Love that. All right, that is a nine. You toss it up there, and he grabs onto it, and he goes, uh, what should I do? Should I, like, George of the Jungle swing down? 
No, 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 no. Tie it off somewhere. Try okay, and make it good, okay. nice, tight, so we can, uh, so I can climb up to you. We want to make sure it's secured, so that way we can climb back down to this level where the stairway is. Okay, give me a second. Right, George, the the line starts getting toiter and toiter, and uh, he goes, "Okay, I think it's good." Before I put any of my body weight on this rope, I'm going to grab it with both hands and pull on it. You pull, and you hear a large scooting sound. And you go, oh, hold on, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Crandall, what do you have it tied off to? My chair. No, no, Crandall, I need something that will not move. Something heavy, uh, oh. like a pillar or... Okay, oh. let me put something on the chair. Oh, oh. Crandall, can you put it on your desk? Oh, yeah. Tie it off to... Okay. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And he ties it to the desk, and you pull on it, and it seems tight. Okay. Well, the desk is the desk big the enough. The desk is massive. To... Yeah, it was a... okay, so it won't slide out the door. No, even if it does slide, it will be stopped by the doorway. <laughs> okay, that's what I want to make sure. All right, Crandall, I'm coming up, and I'm going to start trying to climb. Okay, the rope up to Crandall. Give me a. I feel like this shouldn't. I'm going to say you can climb a rope. I'm, I was going to say this seems like it would be a hard roll instead of an aggro roll. And you're good at that, but I think you can climb a rope one okay. store up. You're you're a strong boy. So yeah, you just do that. You're up on the next floor. You see Crandall. He is drenched in sweat. You see uh, behind his desk a bunch of monitors somehow had come out of like nowhere. Apparently they they were like hidden on the walls, and they all have a bunch of staticky screens on them. And he's like, "What happened to all the security cameras?" I think we got hit by a rocket launcher, Crandall. Uh, oh, is that why the elevator's down? Yeah, it, it got pretty bad down there, and there's big explosions. You've lost a lot of men. Oh, shit. Do you have any medical supplies or anything up here, by the way? Uh, not much. I got some, like, Tylenol and some well, band-aids. Just... So I have waterproof finger band-aids. Well, just, just anything you can get me, I'll take it. Okay, he goes and scrounges around for a while, and he gives them to you in a very heavy bag. That when you look in, you notice there's a lot of not necessary stuff in here also as well that he just really wanted to bring. But this bag is like 55 pounds. <laughs> and somewhere on the bottom is a crumpled box of waterproof paintings. There's a lot of stuff in here, Crandall. Uh, That's only the important stuff. I believe in you. You can do this. Okay. okay should I like jump into your arms? Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to climb the rope and... Uh... Oh, how do I get down? Do you have another way down? No, just the elevator. Just the elevator. Okay. Uh, do you mind if I look around a little bit? Yeah, no problem. So Ocean does not think Crandall is the most sharpest tool in the shed. So he is going to look around for other ways down. And he is also going to snoop around for any other kind of supplies that he could probably use to get down easier or uh, use for stabilizing people. Ooh, okay. Give me an act under pressure or act under fire. That's a six. A six? That is a failure. Um, you look around, and it seems like he was telling the truth. The only access point into here is that elevator. Maybe as you're looking outside, like the windows and stuff, it looks like at some point there was probably a fire escape that has long since rusted off and tumbled to the ground below. But uh, as you look, you don't see any useful supplies, and we're going to jump back to Book. Book, you are on your way to mm -hmm. the Jeep. You find it. Uh, it still looks to be in good condition. I want to inspect it to see if it's been tampered with. Okay. Give me a read a bad situation. Given my new move, I get to ask you an extra question no matter what. Yeah, that's fun. It's still not good to fail, though. Oh, just yeah. So you know. No, I know. 
That was a nine. Ask me two questions because of your special powers. Okay, so, okay, my extra, my my new questions are, who here is most afraid? Who here is keeping secrets from the rest? How close are the wolves? Who here would do what I ask? And what or who is the source of the most pain or fear here? Oh, those are good questions. I feel like knowing how close the wolves are might be useful right now. Um, But I definitely also want to make sure that my car hasn't been tempered with. So I'm going to say my two questions are, what should I be on the lookout for and how close are the wolves? You you close your eyes and kind of focus in and you feel like you're being watched. But you open your eyes and look around and you do not see anyone. The Jeep is kind of around an alcove. Um, You had it tucked behind a shop so no one would find it. I think you pulled into a shop or something like that. You certainly do not see anyone here i think i would definitely like poke around a little bit as you look around you step out a little bit and you see there's someone who actually doesn't look like they noticed you but on the distance you see someone who looks a lot like the yellow humvee people his outfit seems a little different it's hard to pick out of this distance but you see him shoot some sort of thing up to the top of a nearby building it just like immediately just rockets like 45 feet up and it looks like there's like a grappling hook and he zoops up zip lines all the way up mm. to the top of the building. He is back towards their kind of stomping grounds, but it looks like he could certainly be headed towards the tower. But you only saw one. That's all. And you as far as my what I should be on the lookout for goes as you head back to your Jeep, you hear the radio you have was tuned into that frequency that mm-hmm. the Johnny Hertz frequency and you hear it making weird chirpy sounds Ooh, again. I would like to take, turn the volume up and is there okay is there anything i could like record or like write down as far as the trivia sounds going? don't think so oh interesting maybe maybe they're like echoes of of the the wolves communications okay book is going to make a mental note of that um but otherwise the car looks fine yep car seems fine i'm going to uh turn on the jeep make sure that the radio isn't on and i would like to avoid the line of sight of the wolf that i saw I've never seen a Jeep where you're actually able to adjust the sound before it starts blaring at you. God, I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) I do. The radio is always on and you can't turn the radio off without turning off the fucking navigation. It's so annoying. And it just has like a radio with like a CD player. It doesn't have like the screen or anything. So I don't have that problem. You lucky bastard. I can just hit the little knob and the radio turns off and I can still see the time. Mine's a 2020, so it has all the stupid smart features that all cars are obsessed with these days. Okay, well, say you have uh, Brady's version of a Jeep and you're able to turn off the sound before it kicks on. (laughs) It makes sense for an older, more junky Jeep to be down there anyway. And uh, you hop in it and you think you can definitely take like a wide path towards it and you're in a car, so you should certainly get there much quicker than whatever this thing on foot is I'm not going towards the tower, I'm going towards the hotel. Was he also heading towards the hotel? Yeah. Oh, when you said tower, I thought you meant. Oh their yeah, tower. I thought you Sorry. meant the. There are two towers. My bad. They're the twin towers. Oh god. Okay. Oh fuck! That makes this so much shittier. And I have a radio that is tuned to Crandall's radio, right? So they'll hear me when I say. Is that the right sound? Yep. Perfect. Ocean, ocean, can you hear me? They're coming. There's a there's a wolf heading your way. I'm gonna chirp back. Wait, what are you what are you talking about? Where where are they at? With who? How many? I only saw the one, but he's uh, he's grappling from 
from from the tops of to the top from one building to the top of another. He's he's heading in your direction. Oh fuck! Uh, I'm gonna look around. I was like, Crandall, we might have company. We got to get out of here. I'm gonna quick. try to get everybody out, but sorry, I'm gonna try to get everybody out, but you need to get Crandall down here fast, or I'm not gonna be able to get everybody in time. Mm-hmm. All right, where would you like to meet up? Fucking downstairs. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant like a garage or something. Okay, we'll be right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ocean's going to turn to Crandall. Like, All right, Crandall, we got to get out of here. Okay. Um, I'm going to grab the second rope. I'm like here. And I'm going to tie Crandall to me. Because <laughs> he's small, right? He's very short. And Yeah, but he's barefooted, so he'll be very dexterous on the rope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll be like, all right, Crandall, I'm going to tie you off, tie you to me so that way we're not going to both fall here. I, and I can still it. use both of my hands, but I need you to also hold on to the rope too to make this a little bit easier for us. Okay. And he grabs the rope and then he reaches up and curls his little monkey toes around the bottom side of it also. And he goes, I'm ready. Okay. All right. <laughs> we got to go down one floor and then there's some stairs that we can make it down. But this is going to be the tar- hard part. So let's do it. And I'm going to try and descend back down to the floor below on uh, with Crandall in tow. Uh, give me a help someone with Crandall's. Do you have a history with Crandall? Uh, I don't have written down a history with Crandall. Well, you have one now and it's plus one. Okay, sweet. Let me Both of you can have plus one with Crandall because I feel like you've learned a lot about him. Yeah, we in have. The recent I'm term. running out of space. Is Crandall spelled with a C or a K? With a C in my yeah, head. Same, same here. Okay. Is it spelled like candle except with crayon? Yes, that's probably how I came up with the name. Okay. Come on, Crandall, don't don't hold back now. Okay, that's a seven. You slide down the rope uh, ahead of him, I'm guessing. Do you want to go first or Um, second? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, you go in front of him. For you, it's no problem. Uh, You see him kind of struggling a little bit, but he's going, leading with his feet, and his toes kind of feel the little way ahead of him, and then he skitters down a little bit at a time, just like, it's making the sound effect of, like, Tom from Tom and Jerry sneaking around. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yes. And uh, you both are able to make it to the bottom. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Follow me, and I'm going to lead him to the staircase. Yeah, you're able to go downstairs, fine. We can zoom forward to you opening the bottom of the stairs where you went out before and saw a horrific battle unfolding. This time, it's just a bunch of sad, wounded people. Uh, You see everyone seems like they're kind of stabilizing up. The people who were very in very bad shape can't, like, get up easily, but you think they could probably move with assistance. And uh, right about that time, Book comes skidding around the corner in his Jeep right in front of the building. Cool. All right, let's get everybody in this Jeep and let's get the fuck Are out any, of here. Is, so there's like the burnt husk of a Hummer, right? Yep. Are there any like weapons lying around? Do they leave any weapons behind? Uh, they left a lot of bodies with weapons. Grab whatever you can. We may we may be leaving hot, leaving under. We may, it, it's going to get, it might get messy. <laughs> Okay, there are too many people to fit in a jeep. So Ocean has that rope, right? Can yes. we take? Okay, this is stupid. This is really stupid. How many people are there that are still alive? Uh, I think six of Crandall's men, one Crandall, you two. Okay. So nine people. Okay. So in the jeep, we and can and fit, and fake Subius. So head. we can fit one person in the passenger seat, three people. It's a three it's a it's a back. it's a it's a jeep. It's a Wrangler Unlimited, right? Four door. Yeah. Okay. 
So that means we got one in the passenger seat, three in the back, and then two can probably sit on the dead bodies in the trunk, right? <laughs> oh, you're keeping the dead bodies in the trunk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Book doesn't like to lose stuff. Doesn't like to lose stuff. Those poor, poor, poor people in the trunk. So the complicating matter here is two of the people are very injured, and they're not going to be able to just like sit like normal people necessarily. Like you may be able to get like one in the front seat, like if you lean it back and make oh, it uncomfortable for people. Right. But two of them are pretty fucked up. What I would like to do is I would like to take the hood off of the Hummer. I'd like to rip the hood off of the Hummer and use ocean's rope to tow it behind the jeep and drag people on a sled which won't be we won't be able to go that much faster than walking but we'll be able to go a little bit faster before we start doing that while ocean while book is kind of coordinating with everyone ocean also wants to look the look inside the humvees for more medical supplies and maybe see if any of them work time wise it would probably make sense for you to split up yeah. to do that and then you won't be able to help each other though well, I think it definitely makes sense to see if, if any of the Humvees still work, so I'd say we should split up. Yeah, I think splitting up works. Okay, then Book, give me a try something challenging roll, and Ocean, give me an act under fire roll. That's a seven. A seven. <laughs> I was trying something challenging. So minus one. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, that's still an eight. Book, you go over and try to rip off the hood of a Humvee. You're able to get it off... Uh, Vesuvius comes up and helps you. He has like a crowbar and you're able to break it off and you start tying it up behind the Jeep. It looks like people would be able to stay on it. You will have to go pretty slow, like five miles per hour. So it'll it'll still be faster than if those people were walking behind us. It's especially over long distances because you don't have to like stop, be tired. Ocean, you go checking. You're checking to see if any of the Humvees work. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Or are you checking just looking... to see if any of them work and then also looking to see if they have any supplies that would be useful. Like gasoline. <laughs> uh, most of them do not turn on right now what's left uh, let's say there's two left uh one of them exploded everyone else drove away in the other ones so you one of them does not turn on at all so you can't check if there's any gas or anything uh inside here you see there is one like combat shotgun like not like some shitty sawed off one it looks very fancy very nice with some shells on the side of it okay um and in the other one it does turn on you go and shift into drive and hit the gas and you can tell all four tires are definitely very flat it like lurches forward but you can see on the gas meter it has like over three quarters of a tank of gas should we just drive it even on should flat we tires siphon the gas out how much gas is in the jeep half a tank Oh, we I like that how we're dealing with the least fuel-efficient yeah. cars of all time here. H2 Hummers <laughs> and Jeeps. I would say, okay, um, in that case, I would say let's drive um, let, let's drive it on the flats, and then let's try to load up, like, um, use the sled for, like, I was going to say bodies, like, to try to get the bodies out of here so they can't replicate them. It's not a bad idea. How many dead bodies are there? Seven of Crandall's men, and you've, of pieces that you can recognize, there are four of the yellow humvee people. all right i think we should leave the yellow humvee people bodies i think we should take one for research take one oh but that's what they came after us for as far as we're aware is that we took one of their bodies i think so i mean it seems like they started chasing us after we took books dead True. body that's what i that's i mean that's by no means that's just me thinking and conjecture yeah, but what if they have like useful into I, I think we should take one of one of the wolf wolf bodies okay <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. Right, to do so it. I would. So I kind of wanted to look at one anyway, so just to see. So I guess we'll grab the most intact wolf body. Yeah, there's one that looks like a 
couple of your bullet shots took it out to like center mass and that one is a whole last person if we just put dead bodies on the sled and we tie them down can we drive faster yeah okay certainly all right let's do that not super fast yeah yeah do you want to take the jeep and i take the humvee since the jeep is more stable it's probably a good idea to put that one (laughs) put you uh in charge of that so it doesn't like cause issues are you gonna put the injured people in the jeep i think probably put the injured people in the more stable car and take anybody that's more that's more stable into the humvee because it sounds like the humvee is going to be a lot slower with the driving on the flats yeah you guys are able to wrap that up you get uh, all the bodies you want you're taking all of crandall's men's bodies and one of the okay yep and so many bodies what are we gonna do with them we're gonna bury them i guess it's a good idea to burn them or yeah get rid of them so that way uh where are you guys planning on heading back to ham i was just gonna drive straight back to hamlet opening as fast okay that is directly in the direction of the person who's following you just as a reminder what if we take them to that hospital that we were told about by maple Ooh. they said that the people there aren't the most friendly but maybe we could kill them i mean well i mean we could maybe I was thinking maybe we could head there and maybe we'd have something to offer because I think we were going to head there anyway to try and barter for medical supplies. So if we could go there, ask for their help or, you know, end up fighting them, whatever, getting everybody stable and then we could head back because I'm pretty sure if we got any medical supplies, they would use them. We would use them on these guys. Then we could drive back to Hamlet opening without all these guys and have them have their own turf again. And uh, then we could go to get the the spider and then head off on the expedition right. to the uh, the stew. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that plan a lot. Is the hospital outside of the two territories? Yeah, it's further deep into Subtropolis. All right. Before we start, I'm going to turn to Crandall. I'm like, Crandall, we were told that there's a hospital kind of that's nearby that has some people living in it. Do you know anything about these guys? Yeah, but first tell me which car am I riding in? Which do you like more? I don't know. They both seem pretty shitty. <laughs> he likes you better. Just ride with Ocean. You like him better anyway. Okay. <laughs> do you have your gun, Crandall? Oh, yeah. It's very apparent. Sam's <laughs> 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 diminutive self holding the big gun. Yeah. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. We've been able to trade with them before. Maybe my presence would be uh, a boon. Yeah. I mean, we could also, you could always offer as an ally. The worst case yeah, scenario. Yeah, we, we need a place to stay. Um, I don't think it's safe here anymore. I don't think so, Crandall. I think that's probably our best option. We will come back for you. He looks up and reaches towards his penthouse, <laughs> 60 stores up. Do you have anything that they might be able to trade, you might be able to trade with in that bag of yours? Oh yeah, I got lots of cool shit in this bag. I figured as much. Can we rename Crandall, uh, hold on, uh, rip all of them bones apart? Nope. <laughs> like, Napo- like Napoleon, like Napoleon yeah, apart, it. but it's rip I get all, it, but no. rip all of them bones <laughs> apart. No. Okay. Uh, so as you guys are loading up, give me a read a sit roll. One of you. I'm gonna say ocean. Oh, finally a fucking good roll. That's a ten. Oh, nice. give me three questions right now. As you're about to jump into the Humvee, ask me three. How questions. far the wolves would have been pretty useful right now. That would have been very useful. <laughs> but, oh well. 
you're, uh, I'll say at this time, book, you are kind of practicing how fast you can drive in this Jeep to get a good handle on it. So you're like, you guys are ready to go. You hop in it and you're getting kind of up to speed before the hood of the Humphy starts bouncing dangerously behind you and figure out you can go about 10, 15 miles per hour. It's a horrible scraping noise the entire time. But I think for the questions, I'm going to be, what should I be on the lookout for? I'm going to say, what's my best way to the hospital? and what represents the best opportunity for us to get there without being followed by the Humpty people. I love that. That is a great series of questions. I love that. Uh, What you should be on the lookout for is as you hop into the Humvee, you close the door behind you, you turn it on, and D'Antverd starts blaring out of the radio. (laughs) Wow, they have strange taste in music, these these yellow Humvee people. You look in your rearview mirror, which has terrible view in a H2 Hummer. You can barely see what's behind you, but you catch in your eye a small little glint. And as you look out of the side view mirror, you see that there is someone setting up a sniper rifle on a nearby building that is certainly pointed towards the plaza. So you feel like you have at most seconds before you start getting under fire. Yeah, you think the best way to not be followed is to try to throw them off your trail if you're being tracked. So if you head straight there, probably a bad idea, especially if they're knowledgeable about this region. They'll probably figure out, oh, they're trying to go there. You either want to find some way to confuse them, throw them off your trail, be more sneaky about it, which is really hard when you're dragging a hood of me behind you, but something to confuse them. Just with your other question, you you have a good enough idea from talking to Crandall and from your original map to be able to basically, no matter where you go, to be able to navigate. I think we should take the long dark, go through some of the tunnels there to throw them off. Book is going to let Ocean lead because if he hits any weird terrain with the flat tires, he can at least, I can push him from behind in the Jeep. Ocean wants to go through the long dark and kind of do a complicated twisty turnies through the tunnels to try and throw them off to get them lost in the the long dark and take one of the tunnels to the hospital. So I think that's going to be Ocean's plan is to throw them off by going through the long dark. And I think that is a wonderful idea. Okay, you peel off, book you follow. Both of you just roll 1d6 for me. This is going to determine whose car gets shot. Oh... It's a three for Ocean. That was a one for Book. Oh. You guys peel off. Book is behind, and you hear this loud pop. This is probably one of the loudest gunshots you've ever heard. And your back window completely goes out. Just it explodes into glass. It's not even like there's a bullet hole. It just turns the sand basically behind you as this huge bullet you see wedges itself in the the hood it looks like he was trying to go through the engine block but it does not go all the way through it's just smashed into the top this is a very long bullet oh god holy shit does ocean hear that yes yes absolutely he's gonna over the radio like book drive 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 uh book give me a try something challenging okay to Tokyo Drift with your hood on your Humvee hood tracking behind. Should we cut the bodies loose in the back? <laughs> Maybe. Book does not like losing stuff. You're the driver. You also, do that would involve book. getting out. That is true. Though some Crandall's men are in the back, right? Couldn't they just like maybe door, cut the rope? That was a 10. Oh, nice. It's 11 nice. minus one. Okay, awesome. Yeah, you you drive at, you set your cruise control to 15, the maximum <laughs> speed you felt safe going before. And you just, you take the corners at full speed. You like drift across. You see it one second, the Humvee hood dragging behind you like circles around and you look and it's out the right side of your car. And uh, you peel forward 
and both of you actually drive side by side and you go over this small ledge. Uh, you feel like you're out of sight of the man behind you for now. Uh, but looking in your rearview mirror, you see he does reshoot his little grappling gun on some other building. Go as fast as the uh, 15 miles per hour you're able to go and head into uh, uh, further into Subtropolis. And you reach one of the spots that Ocean is aware of uh, where you see there is this ramp that goes up. This is actually one of the main places people who aren't living in Hamlet Opening would come to access Subtropolis. This big wide entrance that at some point looks like it was a major road that probably connected to the long dark when people actually were alive and living and traveled between cities. Um, but it's this massive main entrance and you're able to pull into there and you see in front of you these long wide twisting tunnels of the long dark. Thank you so much for listening this week to Oops! All Apocalypses. Last week I mentioned that there was a special bonus episode coming, but I was way off by how long it would take for me to edit the three of us just rambling at each other. So that's coming out shortly. It contains nothing required of the story, so you can certainly skip it, and it won't replace any of our normal recorded episodes, so it's just a little bonus for people who care. The music and editing was performed by Stu Masterson, Brady McDonough made that logo, and Jacob said you know in this episode in such a funny way that I turned it into a song that's at the end of this outro. So stick around for a sec. Love you, bye. ask for their help or, you know, end up fighting them. Ask for their help. Ask for their help. End up fighting them. Ask for their help or, you know, end up fighting them. (laughs)